Good afternoon, friends. You might have listened to the first episode on Englog 2, especially the description of semester 3 units. So today we are going to talk about tenses. Especially, I'll focus on present tense, types of present tense, simple present tense, present continuous tense or progressive tense, present perfect tense, and present perfect continuous tense with a few examples. So when do we use present simple or present tense? There are many types of a tense or uses of a tense, if you could ask of me. But when we come to present tense, To talk about something that is going on now or to describe, to comment on something that is happening now, currently. Or you talk about something that is a true forever now and anytime in future we use the present tense sometimes we use the present tense to describe an occurrence describe a phenomenon or an event that happens in real time or that is taking place in real time. I mean, it is a happening at the time of a speaking. There we use present tense. A quick recap where we use present tense to talk about something that is a happening or we talk about something which is a true now and any time in future. So you, you, you describe an event that's happening now. It's going to be a real-time occurrence. That's what you're going to talk about. So there we use present tense. We do have types of a present tense. We have simple present tense. We have a present continuous tense. We have a present perfect tense and present perfect continuous tense. These are the four types 
we have under present tense. When it comes to when we classify tenses, generally ask a question to my students, what do you mean by tense? The term tense refers to time. The term tense refers to time. Time means the past time. I mean action, an action that already took place at one point of time. For that, we use the past time. Second, the present time. An action that is happening now, that takes place now, that is a true in our real time it takes place the present time third future time an action that is going to happen in future these are the three times we have whatever action we are into that action will get into one of the times we need to remember either it could be the present time or the past time or the future time so all these three types of a time we bring them under the term called tense. So now, I'll take you to simple present tense. How, how do we frame a simple present tense? In what conditions we use the simple present tense. Of course, in your simple present tense, the verb part, we call it. Either an action verb or a state verb. When I mean an action verb, to do anything, you use a particular force. I mean, to cook, to walk, to act, to smile, to read, to write, to talk. In all these verbs, in all these verbs, you'll find actions are there. That's why we call it, we call them 
action words you use your physical force a labor to do something so we can also call it a to do verb or a to be verb but when it comes to the present tense we use the base form of the verb or i would say the root form of the verb for example we will take the base form to come the base form is to come if i ask anybody present tense or past tense and then you know past participle they will say come came come come is the present time came the past time and the past participle okay again come that is called verb 3 generally you will have these three you know uh, verb uh, types if you refer to oxford advanced learners uh, dictionary english dictionary at the back go to the last page of the dictionary you will find verb patterns given over there list of verbs they will say regular verbs irregular verbs but three columns will be there understand understood understood walk walked walked the third i mean the participle past participle but here we take the first part that is either teach or walk or come that is called the present time action verb so that form of the verb is called we call it the base form of the verb so we use the base form of the verb i mean the first column you have a come come here for the present time okay that is the way we form so uh, further to help you understand to 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 plus come it is the base form now in what conditions we use the simple present tense to show a fact or something that is always true you cannot negate you cannot outdo the truth to show a fact or something that is always true in the world we use the simple present time you know a famous example the sun rises in the east water boils at 100 degree celsius 
you cannot change these facts they are always true and you cannot argue against next when do we use the simple present tense in which condition for activities that we do daily or regularly we use the present tense if it's going to be our regular habitual action we use simple present tense for example i always wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning i hate chocolates but my my brother loves chocolates i go to college at 8:30 in the morning i always go to bed at 10 at night when i give all these examples what do i mean my activities they have a set pattern they don't change they are all my regular practices that we use simple present tense thirdly we use present simple tense to express thoughts feelings opinions and beliefs i i think he is correct i hate negative attitude based whatever could be you know i love ice creams you know some people they have their opinions they have their beliefs set pattern no reason behind you ask children they'll say ah i love chocolates the reason behind not necessarily you love feeling driven i hate this person feeling driven i don't do like this my belief number 4 for any planned action or an event that will happen in the future we use the present tense it is already planned scheduled and that will happen in the future 
if that's the case we use the simple present tense I fly to Chennai tomorrow if I say that it is already fixed it's going to happen in the future any planned action number 5 we use the simple present tense sometimes with adverbs to refer to something that happens rarely seldom it happens you know some people will say i never never make such a mistake interesting i never go to that point never is an adverb and then we use to indicate something happens rarely then why do we use the present tense we use it in news if you observe sports commentaries in any narrative account in stories in order to describe the action the movement you will find the present the simple present tense is used over there interesting we all of us we use the present time in all these areas but do we recognize do we consciously use those we need to question number 6 for any schedules any plans and programs we use the present time and you want to give instructions to students you want to give instructions to anybody your employees you are going to use simple present tense for example if i say um students uh, if you do not have your copy englog uh, please order say i say please order it's an instruction you need to go online you need to place an order and you have to procure your textbook better not to contact your class teacher or coordinators or write to somebody so it is your responsibility therefore you will find uh, you know your teacher will post everything on the google classroom follow the google classroom you'll find instructions over there how you need to place uh, an order okay so that you get your book now i give you a set of instructions in using the simple present tense so we use the simple present tense in these conditions whenever we come across so now uh, how do you formulate 
a simple present tense when the singular form of the subject or a singular pronoun is used the verb is also used in the present simple tense including or adding s i mean what i want to say here if the subject is a singular and the verb should be singular in the present in the simple present tense let me repeat if the subject is a singular and the verb is going to be singular in the simple present tense but in order to mean the present time you need to add s to the base form of the verb you remember i said a come is the base form for an example i go to my university at 8 o'clock in the morning i is a pro subject it's a pronoun first person singular so i use a come the base form singular verb i use it is in the present time if i use the third person either he or she or it for example ram i go to my university at 8 o'clock in the morning or 8 am but ram goes to his university at 8 am you understand what i say ram so i go to my university whereas ram goes to his university in the present time so you add s to the third person singular either he or she or it whatever you come across over there so he plus goes to his university whereas the first person singular i plus go to my university at 8 am so you need to add s he goes to the library very often when does the bus start or depart from this bus station he wakes up at 6 in the morning we generally agree with most of your plan i don't like chocolates oh she loves the chocolates so you know you can observe how i have formed so we have seen so far tense what tense is what time is past present future 
under we have seen types simple present present continuous present perfect tense present perfect continuous tense and third point here in what conditions we can use the simple present tense we have seen so thank you very much for listening to this second episode uh, that deals with tense have a great day good afternoon friends today we are going to learn something about the common errors in english in our day to day life in our communication our expression or our our articulation sometimes filled with general errors we can avoid them it's possible if you are very conscious if you learn if you train yourself you can avoid some basic errors when you communicate in english there are certain rules of english grammar we do have to follow when we follow those rules definitely we can communicate better or we can make meaning rule number 1 when you come across certain nouns such as advice information furniture news stationery all these nouns they take a singular verb they are non countable at the same time all these nouns are used as singular nouns they carry a singular verb my father has given advices no that there is no plural form my mother offered me advice you don't have enough informations there is no such word you don't have enough information that is correct my uncle brought two or three furnitures we don't utter like that there is no furnitures my uncle brought a few pieces of furniture furniture is singular the news are being broadcast on tv channels news are being broadcast news is a singular noun we cannot use it as a plural 
so the news is being broadcast on tv channels martin went to the supermarket to buy some stationeries we do not have word stationeries in plural we have a stationery so martin went to the supermarket to buy some stationery therefore advice information furniture news stationery in some more non countable nouns they are all used as singular nouns and they always take singular verb rule 2 you know some nouns you know collective nouns cattle clergy police are in singular form but they are used as a plural nouns the cattle is grazing in the field we may not say the cattle are grazing in the field that is correct the clergy is offering prayers is a wrong the clergy are offering prayers the police has arrested the criminals no the police have arrested the criminals these nouns cattle clergy police or in singular form and feature but they are used as plural nouns therefore they take a plural verb rule 3 collective nouns such as a family committee government are used both as a singular and plural it depends on the meaning it depends on the context where they are present if the term family indicates a unit then the subject family takes a singular verb if the same term family indicates individual items then it takes a plural verb check whether the term family is a unit or considered an individual item a unit you cannot separate if it's an individual item you can you know count 1234 for example here my family consists of me my sister and my mom and dad here family is used as a unit therefore we have used the verb consists whereas my my family were rich before 
the world war 1 here the family were rich the term family has taken a plural verb because family refers to individual items family refers to individual items see the second example the committee has approved your request here the committee is used as a unit the committee enjoyed their vacation here we mean committee members individual members so individual members are the four the committee who and all were part of the committee so the committee enjoyed their vacation committee is used as a plural now the government has released funds for the poor the government is considered a unit whereas the government or inconsistent in taking their or making their decision the government are inconsistent in making their decisions when i say here individual members all put together they are all individual members therefore we use a plural noun that's rule 4 no that that's rule 3 now rule 4 some nouns that indicate length measure money or weight they always take a singular verb if the subject is about length or measure or money or weight they always take a singular verb for example 3000 kilometers is a long drive that's correct because you have found the kilometers don't say r 1 crore rupees is a large amount to pay 1 crore rupees because we come across s don't give a plural verb 30 kilograms of cotton wool was delivered to my uncle's house 30 kilograms when i say kilograms here it the term may appear plural because s kilograms but measure so length measure or weight or money they all take a singular verb
and the fifth rule indefinite pronouns like someone somebody everyone everybody anyone and anybody they always take a singular verb everybody is a present today somebody has committed this mistake anyone can pass the exam if he tries or if she tries so they are all indefinite pronouns someone somebody everyone everybody anyone anybody they always take a singular verb because they are considered singular in number thank you we will continue okay friends let's continue the topic common errors in english with the rule 6 use of a less fewer little a little few a few the few here less refers to quantity whereas fewer refers to number so whenever you read any text if you come across a less that goes with a quantity whereas a fewer goes with a number for example there are no less than 3 liters of milk in the bottle there are no less than 3 liters of milk in the bottle so milk non countable you cannot count you can say 3 bottles of milk so for that we use less so in order to refer to quantity we use less see the second example no fewer than 100 participants are in the seminar no fewer than 100 participants are in the seminar so 100 is a number you can single them out all 100 individuals so we use fewer so less fewer little a little few a few the few so you need to be careful where you are going to use less and in which context you will use fewer okay the next set of set of example there is a little sugar in the tea now sugar is a non countable noun you cannot count it's together quantity therefore we use little or oh, there is a little sugar in the coffee but 
technically little sugar means no sugar a little sugar means some amount of a sugar you do have now few means not many a few refers to some the few means whatever there is or you can find see the range of a meaning few refers to not many a few refers to some whereas the few means whatever there is we'll see examples here a few men are free from evil what's the meaning a few means some so do you want to say some men are free from evil so here the meaning is a negative meaning is a negative therefore it may not be correct here so the correct expression is few men are free from evil that means not many not many not many are free from evil that's what in the new will you so few men are from few men are free from evil when you say not many men are look at the second example few boys will come for the trip what do you mean here the meaning is a positive so few is incorrect we cannot use few few refers to not many so do you mean that not many boys will come for the trip but we mean something positive if you want to say something positive at least some boys will come for the trip therefore a few boys will come for the trip so check where you want to give negative meaning where you want to give a positive meaning a few is a positive the third example i have already visited the few places there are on the list when you use i have already visited the few places you mean to say whatever there is on the list i have already visited so make sure what phrase are you going to use in which context if we say a few that refers to some if we say few that refers to not many and if we say the few whatever there is 
rule number seven how to use the number and a number the number of students lined up for registration were a hundred it is wrong the number of students lined up for registration were a hundred that's wrong because the number the phrase is used to refer to a group a group therefore it must take a singular verb the number of students lined up for registration was a hundred the number refers to a group which is singular which will take singular verb so the number of students lined up for registration was a hundred number two a number of a cricket players is too injured from the last month what do you mean by a number a number refers to a lot or some therefore it is plural in number so a number of takes a plural verb a number of takes plural verb a number of a cricket players is still injured from the last match so the right verb is a number of a cricket players are still injured from the last match that is the right because a number of refers to some plural the number refers to a group which is singular so please watch out whether when you read in the context you come across the number or a number the number is a singular a number is plural finally rule 8 the noun following the phrase one of the is always a plural noun the moment you come across the phrase one of the is always a plural noun but the verb agrees with the subject based on whether it is a singular or plural so uh, we need to be careful the moment you use one of the the next noun would be in plural not in singular 
and it takes a singular verb because it deals with one one among so one of the cell phones amidst ten cell phones i'm referring to one of the cell phones so one of the students is absent is correct rather than one of the student is absent we don't say one of the student we say one of the students is absent rule number 9 as if how do we use it how do we use as if the phrase as if is used to denote what not a real something is not happening in real in reality it is not so whenever you read as if the author would have used to were the past form the past state verb were it's used with a third person singular for example he behaves as if uh, he was a lawyer no not as if he was we use were improbable in order to state the improbable condition we use were he behaves as if he were a lawyer as if he were a teacher as if he were someone in authority so when you read if you come across as if and show the past state verb you will employ were to talk about you know improbable or impossible condition so friends these are the nine common rules you have when you want to deal with the common errors in english so if you are very conscious about all these nine rules and avoid mistakes definitely you know you can come out with error free english you can articulate something meaningfully so uh, thank you very much you continue to listen have a great day good morning friends today we are going to learn or we are going to talk about definite and indefinite articles a part of a speech so we'll focus on er in and the or the so what are definite and indefinite articles in english we have uh, uh, three articles er an and the articles are used before nouns 
or equivalent to noun what you have sometimes articles are used as an adjective before a noun we use the definite article the before a noun that is a known between the speaker and the listener that's why it is called the definite article so it is used within the context whereas we use the indefinite article er or an before a noun that is general or a noun that has a no specific identity so we need to be very clear where we use the when a noun has a specific identity when a noun is understood between the speaker and the listener within a specific context we use the definite article the if the same noun is general and it and its identity is not known if it is not used within the context between the speaker and the listener if the noun is not known then it is called an indefinite article the indefinite articles are er and an we do have certain situations where nouns may not take article so we will study in detail there are three rules we have concerning the definite and indefinite articles the is placed before a singular or plural noun whereas a is placed before a singular noun that begins with a consonant sound er an indefinite article is used before a singular noun that begins with a consonant sound but an is placed before a singular noun that begins with a vowel sound for example a boy 
er is used before a singular noun boy and the noun begins with a consonant sound b whereas an elephant if i say an is used before a singular noun elephant that begins with a vowel sound e before i say an elephant okay next the difference between count nouns and non count nouns count nouns can be counted count nouns can be either singular or plural non count nouns cannot be counted and they are always considered single count nouns can be counted whereas non count nouns cannot be counted count nouns can be either singular or plural whereas a non count nouns are always singular in number now let's focus on certain examples and we have a three rules rule 1 count nouns will have er or an therefore if we use er or an there is a no specific identity fixed in the context rule 2 for count nouns we use the there it means the article there has a specific identity in the context rule 3 for count nouns there is no article it means you want to talk about all things or things in general we do not use any articles before count nouns if you talk about all things or things in general when we talk about non count nouns we do not use any articles at the same time no specific identity is felt over there no specific identity is known over there under rule 2 if you find a specific identity 
There with the non-count nouns we use the. Under rule 3 for all things, things in general. For non-count nouns we do not use any articles. I repeat. Rule 1. Specific identity is not known. I mean, it is general. For count nouns, we use er and an. For non-count nouns, no article. Rule 2. Within the context, identity is a known. It's very specific. Therefore, for count nouns and non-count nouns together, we use the third. And the rule three, for all things or things in general, be it a count noun or a non-count noun, we do not use any articles. Okay, before getting all the rules in detail, let's dig something more into count and non-count, singular, plural, non-count, nouns. When we talk about nouns, there are two types, count nouns that can be counted, non-count nouns that is they cannot be counted. Count nouns can be singular. They can also be plural, singular, one entity, and plural refers to more than one. Whereas the non-count nouns are always in singular form when you use in the context. For example, let's take the word milk. Milk is a non-count noun. So I can say milk is good. But oh milk is a spilt. If I'm going to talk about one or two or more drops, then I start counting. One drop of a milk, if I say that singular, two drops of a milk, then here plural. So the word drop helps us understand whether 
the noun is used as a count i mean count noun singular or plural therefore the word drop is a count noun in the sentence whether you're going to use a drop or two or three drops it depends the way you're going to use her or the on the contrary sometimes we may use some milk get me some milk during your conversation or dialogue you enter a, a restaurant you order coffee and then you get your coffee then you say can i have some milk see the conversation now some is used before the non count noun milk what is the use of a some we will study therefore we need to know clearly milk is a non count noun therefore it's not possible to use er whereas if you're going to use a countable noun like a drop then there is a chance for you to use either er or an okay now let's get on with our rules where do we use the article a er or n so under rule 1 to talk about any non specified member of a group that's what the author mentions here thanks to uh, but a uh, college and i'm using their uh, material from the center for academic success so the author mentions here in order to talk about any non specified member i mean gender member of a group or a category there is no specific identity here general if that's a case there we use er or in for example i think an animal is in the garage an animal 
represents a non-specified member of a category. That man is a scoundrel. A scoundrel, a representative of a particular category. The third example, we are looking for an apartment. An apartment represents a non-specified member of a category. In general. Number two, we use the article a or an to talk about one in number. It is juxtaposed to more than one. You want to talk about one in number, then we use a or an. For example, I own a dog and two ponies. I own a dog, one in number. We use er because you know er you find is used for a noun that begins with a consonant sound. D. Number three, we use the article a before a consonant sound and an before a vowel sound. A boy, as I already said. An elephant. Watch out, sometimes you will come across an adjective placed between an article and a noun. A happy man. An unhappy prince. Number four. We use the plural form of a or an here. What is the plural form of a or an? The plural form of a or an is some. So, you remember I said some coffee. It's possible with non-countable noun. With a countable noun, we use some. Say some boys. So, we use some to indicate again a limited amount but remember more than one the point is here not specified in general but plural before we use some An apple, some apples. 
limited amount a boy some boys a limited amount okay now rule 2 how to use the the is used to talk about the noun that is used within a specific context the identity is known between the speaker and the listener so we use the article the when a specific noun is already mentioned in the context you know when we have a conversation with our friends and then we talk about you know a particular place or a person or a thing or an idea it goes like this I met a man yesterday the man was not at all happy with the results I met a man yesterday the man was not at all happy with the results In the first sentence you say I met a man yesterday unspecified in the second sentence the man was not at all happy when you say over there you know already mentioned noun and you're very specific here you're talking about the man again therefore we use the before the noun man Number two, we use the article the to describe an adjective, to describe a phrase or a clause. But we want to clarify, we want to describe in a in a limited fashion within a particular context therefore we use the article the before a noun for example the woman sitting next to me claimed her baggage the woman sitting next to me claimed her baggage second example thank you so much for the counseling 
Thank you so much for the counseling you offered me yesterday. The woman the counseling both the nouns carry the here and they clearly state the restriction they clearly state the restriction so the here is used within a specific context it describes so the boy is described by the counseling is described by the number three we use the article there when the noun refers to something or someone which is unique in nature if it is a unique that refers to a specific area of our talk a field then we use the for example I'm going to use a specific examples given by the author uh, from but college the theory of relativity the theory of relativity belongs to Einstein the 2003 federal budget not the 2013 federal budget it's you know the refers to theory of relativity something very specific the refers to 2003 federal budget okay now we come to rule three how do we use all things or things in general whenever you talk about all things or things in general we do not use articles we should be very clear we do not use any articles with the plural count nouns or even non count nouns you come across all or in general no articles so for count nouns or non count nouns under rule 3 we do not use articles for example young animals are beautiful so I'm talking about young animals in general I'm seeking for advice. I am seeking for advice in general. I love coffee. 
in general. Watch out when you have your conversation with your friends. What do you talk in general? No articles. What do you talk specifically? When identity is known, articles are used. Okay friends, I will give you some more information concerning the use of articles. For example, if you want to talk about limited amount of either a count or a non-count now there please use some if you are going to talk about limited amount of either count or a non-count noun there you have a chance to use some my brother was uh, uh, seeking some uh, advice uh, from you. A limited amount of advice. It's not in general. A limited. Can I have some coffee right now? We are not talking about coffee in general. We are talking about a limited amount of coffee, you know, quantity. Can I have some coffee right now? It's good to get some rain today. We are not talking about rain in general. We are talking about some amount of rain fall today quantity can you clean the table there are some drops of water i'm not talking about water in general limited number of drops but more than one within a context therefore we use some So noun counts cannot be counted, you know. So there are uh, some common examples. So when you come across a certain food and drink items, I would encourage you, okay, um, to use them as noun count, uh, you know, nouns. So they don't carry, uh, they are considered, you know, single in number. I would encourage you go online try to gather list of non-count nouns especially food and drink items coffee milk chocolate cream I would encourage you gather oil sugar some more non-food substance subs I mean non-food you know elements such as air or uh, you know rain plastic snow soap 
they come under non food substances abstract nouns most of the abstract nouns are non count nouns such as knowledge justice wisdom health well when you talk about areas of interest biology history math accountancy commerce law sports volleyball hockey baseball soccer languages german english vietnamese mandarin language chinese spanish and when you talk about homework clothing equipment machinery furniture non count nouns so if you come across you know nouns uh, like united countries you know large regions deserts peninsulas oceans gulfs canals rivers mountain ranges group of you know uh, groups of islands we can use the the united states of america the atlantic ocean but you do not use the before streets parks cities states counties most countries continents bays single lakes single mountains islands group of islands okay ranges okay but a single mountain you come across a single island to please do not use the for example mount everest san francisco bay single japan we don't use so uh, i'm going to give you now some more examples and then close uh, this podcast now when i say i do not want a knife in my house any knife the knife is in the kitchen drawer so i mean a very specific knife i'm afraid of knives all knives in general the fourth example martin sent me a postcard from his hometown martin sent me a postcard from his hometown it is an unspecified postcard not a letter not an email it's the postcard that i have in my classroom one specific postcard 
getting postcards make me really happy because it's very rare nowadays to get them in general i have a cat at home i have a cat at home one cat The cat is somewhat friendly. The cat that I have already mentioned. Cats don't make a great pets according to me. Cats in general. I need a furniture in my apartment here i use the furniture as a non count now today i'm going to select the furniture that i need the specific furniture that i need i hope to find some furniture today limited amount of furniture that's why I use a sum today i'm going to see the statue of liberty or i'm going to see the statue of liberty this morning the only statue of liberty which is so unique So friends hope you would have understood what the definite article is what the indefinite article is the three rules i have uh, explained and some examples for you So thank you and have a great day. Okay friends, uh now we will talk about prepositions. Prepositions and prepositional phrases. They are common. They are not flashy. they have a specific function in our sentence construction sometimes we use two words together sometimes we use a single word in on unlike or according to when a preposition is a combined with a noun there we get a prepositional phrase you'll find a preposition with 
either with a noun or a pronoun. Then the preposition and the noun or a pronoun together they become a prepositional phrase. Primarily they talk about where, place and when time. Remember these two aspects or two areas. When a preposition is combined with either a noun or a pronoun, it becomes a prepositional phrase. A prepositional phrase generally talks about either where a place or when time. For example, In Martin's restaurant, on the dashboard of my fan. Unlike most physicians, according to Most sports players, or according to most soccer players, you might have observed me using in, on, off, unlike, according to. They are all prepositional phrases because prepositions are used along with other nouns and pronouns in Martin's restaurant. In is a preposition. Martin's a possessive noun over there. Restaurant is a noun. And you put together, it becomes a prepositional phrase. What is a phrase? A group of words. According to. Two word preposition. Most. Soccer players. All words are put together here. You have a noun. You have an adjective. You have uh, a degree, most, superlative degree, most, and according to. All put together, it becomes a prepositional phrase. Generally, prepositional phrases uh, show relationship. 
they talk about location or they talk about the time. So we have a few formulas to remember. So um, these formulas will help us understand the use and the function of a prepositional prepositions and the prepositional phrases. Number one, how do we form? Preposition should come first. Remember, when you use a preposition, it comes first. So, preposition plus noun or pronoun is equal to prepositional phrase. Preposition plus noun or pronoun is equal to or equals prepositional phrase without Martin without him without Martin is a prepositional phrase without is a preposition Martin is a noun put together a prepositional phrase without him without is a preposition him is a pronoun put together it's a prepositional phrase there is a possibility between a preposition and a noun you can have adjectives so the second formula preposition plus adjectives plus either noun or a pronoun equals here you know equals a prepositional phrase or is equal to prepositional phrase preposition plus adjectives plus a noun or pronoun is equal to prepositional phrase for example in a blue car in a blue car in is a preposition er is an indefinite article blue color car is a noun so color modifies the noun car therefore color is used as an adjective blue word is an adjective in a blue car the second example for you of the best and brightest scholars of the best and brightest scholars scholars noun best and brightest adjectives the 
is here used the best superlative of a preposition put together a prepositional phrase above it above preposition plus a pronoun it a prepositional phrase so it's a very clear here prepositional phrases end with the pronouns and they do have adjectives sometimes they may carry objective pronouns you remember we talked about subjective pronouns and objective pronouns so prepositions may end with objective pronouns and when they do they make a prepositional phrase okay what are subjective pronouns and what are objective pronouns i we you he she it they are called subjective pronouns because they take their first position in the sentence or they are placed before a verb An objective pronouns are me, us, you, him, her, it, them. They take their position after the verb. For example, I him I is the subjective pronoun kicked is a verb and him is the objective pronoun he asked me me is the objective pronoun I'll give you two examples to understand the prepositional uh, phrase here taking objective pronouns Martin will come with her and me Martin will come with her and me what is a preposition whereas the her and me are objective pronouns for here with her and me is a prepositional phrase so it's called the object of the preposition because this preposition ends with an objective pronoun therefore we call it the object of the preposition
the next example why university members didn't explain about it was a beyond us why university council members didn't explain about it was a beyond us about it object of the proposition beyond is the proposition us is the objective pronoun so it's called the objective of the object of the proposition so you know why we call it the object of the proposition it's in a group so it's called a prepositional phrase and also this particular group has objective pronouns therefore they are called you know object of the proposition sometimes you will find uh prepositional phrases ending with more than one noun or more than one pronoun that's a possibility so we need to find out and use them properly if you recognize them properly then we can use them and i would like to give you a list of a proposition so thanks to butter college once again uh, you have uh, n number of a propositions but at least some common propositions when you have your academic writing uh, you will come across i would like to uh, list them out quickly for you about about across after against along among around as at before behind below beneath beside between beyond by down during except for from in inside into like near off off o f f on out outside over past through throughout to toward under underneath unlike until up upon with within without so i would encourage you to listen to this list of uh, propositions uh, so that at least you come to know uh, some common propositions in use next if you really want to identify the subject in your sentence try to spot on prepositions and prepositional phrases remember one thing prepositional phrases will not have the subject if you do not find the subject you will find only a preposition plus adjectives sometimes without 
plus nouns or pronouns. They are called the prepositional phrases. They will never have the subject with it. Look at this example. After the homecoming game, before midnight, we will leave. After the homecoming game, is a prepositional phrase. Before midnight is a prepositional phrase. They do not have any subject here. We will leave here. We is the subject. Will leave is a verb. So nouns may occur, but nouns are not considered the subject of the sentence all the time because these nouns are used just after the preposition to give meaning either to mean refer either to refer to a place or time some prepositions They look like prepositions, but they are not. Actually, they are adverbs. They are used as adverbs. They appear, they look like prepositions, but they are not. For example, please practice your soccer dribbling outside so please is a word to such a request practice is a commanding is a verb there is no subject your soccer dribbling is an object here i mean yes your soccer dribbling outside outside away when there is no way, there is no when to accompany the outsider for outside is used as an adverb. Sometimes it's a possible after the preposition you may come across an infinitive therefore it is not a preposition. Outside the word is not a preposition because it is used in front of or before the infinitive. They practiced their dribbling outside to avoid breaking the furniture. Breaking the furniture is a phrase. To avoid is an infinitive. It's a non-finite verb. And before you have outside, therefore this outside is not an adverb. Sometimes the two words put together they look like uh, propositions but they are not. They are called phrasal verbs. Verb to word verbs. Verb to word verbs they are called. Check is a verb. Out is a word. 
run is a verb into is a word show is a verb up is a word so verb to word martin never showed up for the soccer game on sunday martin never showed up for the soccer game so showed up here is a phrasal verb it's a two word verb that's what you need to remember phrasal verbs are two word words they are not a propositions So finally you really want to use the prepositions well read the context read carefully increase your reading and learn how the writers have used prepositions in their text so you really want to talk about a particular season or week or month year you're most welcome to use during or in during the winter break in 2002 in february in february is a prepositional phrase because it is in plus february time in 2002 in plus time during the winter break it's a phrase prepositional phrase because you talk about a season you want to talk about specific calendar dates or weekday or a holiday please use on i want to sky ski on christmas Martin will meet me here on the 24th on the 24th on Christmas. For clock times use at at 11:30 at 7:30 at sunset at dawn. So you can use on time for a scheduled event in time for an unscheduled one just you are before the scheduled time you're going to use in on time come on time try to come in time So friends we have many more examples but i would encourage you what i have shared with you here concerning prepositions and prepositional phrases and phrasal verbs with a list of a common prepositions definitely you will have better understanding how you can practice 
you really want to master, you have your research paper with you. Get the research paper. Recognize 10 to 20 prepositions. Lift those sentences and then copy and then write. Underline and tell me whether it's a prepositional phrase or a preposition or a phrasal verb. Have a great day, friends. Thank you.